Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Gen. second game four of the world series no score astros and phillies phillies up 2-1 in that best of seven series hockey tonight it is five minutes left in the second period a little less than five minutes now maple leafs lead the flyers 2-1 five minutes into the second period penguins still up one nothing on the sabers that's it for nhl action this evening and the uh, raptors taking on san antonio tonight as well and uh, nothing to report there yet. 7804960063. Oilers tomorrow against the New Jersey Devils. 5.30 for the face-off show game at 7. As uh, the Devils come into town with a 7-3 and record. Doing pretty good. We'll get more on them with Ken Danico coming up at 7.05 tonight. Uh, also, we'll talk a little football with Jamie Nye a little bit later on. The CFL today, I'm just going to read the statement. Earlier today, the CFL issued a news release announcing this year's East and West Division All-Stars, which were voted on by coaches, the media, and fans. A subsequent examination has revealed that an error was made in the tabulation and weighting of votes, which resulted in errors in the release. The CFL offers its sincere apologies to everyone involved, especially the players who were incorrectly announced as All-Stars or were incorrectly left off the list. We've also issued an apology to the Canadian Football League Players Association. The responsibility for this mistake rests solely with the CFL and not those who cast ballots or the CFLPA. So they announced some guys who were uh, all-stars and then not all-stars. So uh, I believe the all-stars for the Elks were the receiver Kenny Lawler and the outstanding uh, defensive lineman Jake Ceresna. Tristan Decoud was originally announced as an all-star. Uh, he apparently is not an all-star, but who knows what to believe. So uh, the CFL goofed up. That's not great, but I, I think they've straightened it out. But for a while, there were players who were all-stars who were, were not all-stars, and there were players who were not all-stars who were actually all-stars. Kellen Kennedy, I say to you, hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. I'm glad you do more. I, I I only knew the one lyric. That's about as far as I'm going to go too, because it gets a little raunchy after that. So <laughs> that was. Oh, is that a raunchy song? Is that who was that? Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Yes. And wasn't it from uh, Mystery Men that superhero movie? Well, yeah, it was Mystery like Men, and then Sh- and Shrek used it uh, more wide knowingly. Uh, I think a few years later. So. Okay. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, the, the CFL could change it to Hey now, you might be an all star. You might not be. We I, don't know. I feel for those poor are. guys, man. Like, that's the... What if... Well, and, and, isn't and, and, and there, like, contract fun, bonuses but, and that yeah. stuff that hang on that? Unfortunately, so. well, it wouldn't matter. Unfortunately, uh, mis- I mean, mistakes do have... I'll never forget. I, I was I was working in, in Lloydminster early in my career, 
And uh, there was uh, a, a young lady who uh, was the weather and agriculture reporter. Uh, she now is a uh, works for ATB here in Edmonton, has a very prominent position. She's uh, an awesome human being. Mm. Uh, we've remained friends over the years. And we used to, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like I, I'm, I, I'm, as you know, Kellen, I'm, I'm, I, I can be a little weird around the office sometimes. I know it doesn't come through on the radio, but sometimes I can be a little weird around the office. I am shocked and appalled. People <laughs> give people a hard time. So uh, I, 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 uh, I uh, I used to give her a hard time. It's like, well, why do you do the weather? Like it it changes all the time. Like it's it's going to be four and sunny, and then it snows, and it's mi- minus fourteen and snowy instead. And it's just like, oh, we'll just roll with it. Here's the forecast may not be accurate. And I said, that's what I like about sports. The the results don't change. You play the game, the team wins, and, and that's what happened. So one so one year there was uh, some kind of a rodeo in Lloydminster. It was over two or three nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, they named an all-round champion because some guys compete in more than one event, right? Yes. So they can get points in multiple events. And then whoever the all-round champion was, I can't remember. You got like he got a truck or you know ten thousand dollars or something like that, like a that's, decent, decent that's a prize. big award in the rodeo world. Yes, definitely. so so the rodeo ended, I think, on the Sunday night. So so I covered it and in around uh, interviewed this all-round champion and and do the story and then. And then uh, in the afternoon, the Rodeo Association <laughs> sent out a release, or I, I don't know, this was probably 2000, or yeah, it would have been 2000, so I, I don't even know how they would have sent it out. They probably faxed it. And they said, we miscalculated <laughs> the results, <laughs> that we miscalculated the points or how the points were weighted or something like that, and the person who was named the all-round champion uh, is actually not the all-round champion. It's actually this guy instead, but we're just going to give them both trucks since we made a mistake. Right. So That's my friend enough. had fun with that. Oh, the results never change, do they? <laughs> so anyway, uh, sort of kind of what happened with the CFL today. Tabulation errors, they, they do happen. Not great for a prominent league like the uh, CFL to have an error of that magnitude. But anyway, okay. So uh, no uh, no trouble calculating the results for the guys uh, going into the Oilers Hall of Fame, Lee Fogelin and Ryan Smith, were indeed picked by the selection committee. One of the guys on the selection committee I talked to today, it's Louis DeBrusque. Well, Louis, as the process started for you as a member of the selection committee, I mean, did it start off thinking like, oh, yeah, I'd just throw out some names, and then you were like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> like, how, how hard was it? You know, there's there's a lot of names to pick from, too, and I, I think there's been a lot of special players that have played for the organization. Obviously, we know the ones that are in the rafters. We know the ones that we've talked about over the, the course of time, but when you start to really dig in and look, there's certain players that emerge right away, and obviously Ryan was one of the first ones that came um, to light because he was such a popular player in, in, in Edmonton history here uh, and he was he had oiler blood you know that he, he bled the colors for so many years he truly did figuratively and you know what um, literally so um, he was an easy decision Lee Fogelin though I remember coming on board and ever since I was with the Oilers back in 91 my first season anytime I'd bump, bump into um, the greats of the game that played for the Oilers you know the Gretzkys the Coffees you know Kevin Lowe who I played with early in my career, Lee Fogelin's name continually came up. He was one of those guys that people just always talked about how hard he played the game, how much of a leader he was, soft-spoken, but you heard Paul Coffey say today, 
he came to play every single day. There was no there was no taking time off for Lee Fogelin, and I think that really resonated with the young players that eventually were the dynasty that won five Stanley Cups, and he was a big part of that. And so I think it's an amazing opportunity for the Oilers organization to to honor these players that maybe don't have their numbers up in the rafters, which only a select few do, um, but they meant so much to the organization in the city and uh, proud to be part of the committee. You know, it's, it's, it was a real fun time kind of dissecting, talking about players, and, and like I said, there could have been a lot of people that I know that we could have picked from, but I think they, they nailed it here with the first two inductees in Ryan Smith and Lee Fogelin. I mentioned this to Paul Coffey as well. What I find interesting about that era is that you have the Hall of Fame guys who are saying, well, really, we learned from the Lee Foglands of the world and Lee Foglands up there saying are you kidding me I was just along for the ride watch like nobody takes the credit for anything but you know isn't that isn't that true though it's, it's the guys that are typically the biggest leaders don't even know how valuable they are as leaders you know and it's 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 so true and I was just talking with um, Jack Michaels and Tom Gazzola about it and I said ever since I've been here and you know I was I started in 91 came back obviously and now doing the broadcasting for 15 years in this team any any situation where I'm around players from that era the great of the game always talk about the glue guys. They talk about the hard-working guys, the guys that battled the Dave Semenkos that fought for the team and made sure they could go out there on the ice and do what they needed to do. I would tell you this, that... You know, Lee Fogle and Ryan Smith, the people that are going to be on this Ring of Honor, their greatest fans are the best players in the game that played with them because they understand how important they were to the team. And I think that's the, the absolute greatest compliment that any player can give to another is, is uh, just saying how much you meant to us and our victories and our game and me personally in my journey in the NHL because... It's such a tight-knit group, and, and it still is today, and I believe that from the Oilers' perspective, that tight-knit um, mentality stemmed from that team in the 70s and 80s that learned how to win Stanley Cups the hard way by losing in the final, going there and having to battle to find that game with arguably the best group of players ever to be assembled on a National Hockey League team. It still took them time to figure out how to win, and it was the glue core guys that allowed them to learn how to play the game the right way, and the rest, as they say, is history. A little bit there from Louis DeBrusque, one of the guys on the selection committee for the brand-new Oilers Hall of Fame. So the ceremony pregame tomorrow, it'll start at 6. Lee Fogelin, Ryan Smith going in. The guys who have banners automatically inducted into the Oilers Hall of Fame. So that'll be fun, and we'll have the full ceremony for you tomorrow night on 6.30, Chet. Okay, impressive performance by the Oilers last night. They got some eye-popping offensive numbers uh, where do they rate going back over about the last 30 years? We'll dive into that when we get back. Happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, bottom of the second, no score. Phillies and Astros, uh, that Raptors game, you may have heard me uh, awkwardly stumble over trying to give the store because even though it's an NBA game, the uh, NBA site said it hadn't started yet, even though I knew it started at 6 p.m. So I went over to ESPN.com. I got the baseball game on the TV here. Raptors 41, Spurs 38. That is mm-hmm. with uh, eight minutes left in the second quarter. Kellen Kennedy is back.
back at the 630 Chad Broadcasting Company. Hey, Kellen, if you if you don't mind again, what is uh, I, 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 what, what how old are you? What is your age currently? <laughs> uh, I am 37. 37. That means you were born in. Uh, don't tell me. 1985. That's correct. Yes. So to you, the Oilers Stanley Cup days are a uh, well maybe 1990 is a bit of a memory i vaguely remember 1990 i va- i have some memories of 88 but i vaguely vaguely remember 1990 okay so to, so to you the the oilers that you remember uh, so would Ryan Smith be the one player for, for you and a lot of people, you know, around your age, give or take a few years, like he was the guy or maybe one of your first favorite players? Yeah, he's Mr. Oiler up there along with uh, somebody like Alish Hemsky as well, just uh, uh, players that had um, just this intangible it factor on the ice that could, uh, you know, t- uh, turn games. And that's I think that the term would be game breaker. And I think it, it helps if Ryan's uh, – in Ryan's case, because of his international career as well. Like, we're talking about the guy who was Mr. Team Canada for, like, the longest time. Like, every time there was a world championship, every time there was an Olympic Games, who was on the third line for Team Canada was always Ryan Smith. So, yeah, I'll always be a fan of his because of the, uh, like, the 2002 Olympics and the role that he played on that uh, Olympic uh, team winning the gold medal, the first one in 50-some-odd years or whatever it was. And, uh, of course, 06, which was arguably the the high spot of success for anybody who uh, didn't really remember the dynasty years or anything but that entire run in 2006 the guys like smith and hemsky and horkoff that's you know those were the 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 glue guys of that team and uh you know i'll never forget the um the the game where uh, Smith got his teeth knocked out and then right. came back and, what, he scored the game-winning goal against San Jose, right? Same game? Or assisted well, on that, it or something like that? Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, like, I, I know what it's like in this city. The, the, the team won uh, five cups in seven years, and then they kind of were uh, mediocre at best. And, and quite frankly, terrible for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we talk a lot about the decade of darkness. Seven of those 10 years, they were nowhere close to a playoff spot. They did have three years where they were kind of were, were in the run and didn't miss by uh, by very much. So I know there's always, like, like sometimes when things like this happen, there's that, you know, don't talk about those teams. Don't talk about those teams. Enough, enough, enough. We need new memories for sure. I, I get that. So Ryan Smith is not an 80s-era Oilers. So, uh, Oilers. so, yes, for people who don't want to hear too much about that, he does honor that. And I think Fogelin is, as we were talking about, a, a glue guy, not a marquee guy. But I think he is important to recognize for the for the people who watch those teams for what he brought for the professionalism for the for the dedication Kevin Lowe talked about his impact on him as uh, as a defense partner. So uh, I, I would think, you know, there's going to be two guys at it every year. I would think Doug Wade is up there. I know we did something in the summer, a whole bunch of suggestions. Somebody even said Peter Pocklington. I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think John Muckler would be up there. He coached the team to the cup in 1990. He was a massive part of the coaching staff that won the four cups before that. Yes, I know mm-hmm. he's from that era. Well, Bill Hunter as well. He created I, I, a franchise. And I, and I, so. don't, like, I, I don't have a problem with a team honoring its past i really don't most teams do it to to some extent um i guess that the thing for the oilers that maybe some fans find frustrating is that most of the great things was condensed into about like a nine-year span 
or well, maybe you know i guess you could if you want to expand it a little bit like i mentioned the playoff upset in Mon- against montreal in 81 and then they still went to the conference final in 92 so you know le- maybe 11 12 years you could say most of the great things happened and then the 06 team was good and then most of the other years were not in the playoffs or losing in the first round of the playoffs often to the dallas stars i know they had the one upset over dallas and the one upset over over colorado so it's I, you can't you can't blame the guys who are on those teams. I mean, they're, they're, they were darn good teams. And so should an organization say, well, we had a lot of bad years, so let's never honor anybody who did anything good. I don't think that's a good approach either. But I do think with the Hall of Fame now, there's the opportunity to recognize players who aren't in the Hall of Fame and who didn't win Stanley Cups. And we see that with Smith. And I'm sure we'll see that, like I said, with somebody like Doug Waite, who knows, uh, Dwayne Rollison, and Cujo, those are all uh, other other possible players that could come up along the way. Jason Smith, who knows? I, I mean, there mm-hmm. could be a bunch of players who who, who go in. But, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I do understand the complaint to some extent. Well, quit looking back. Quit looking back. Let's make new memories. Let's make new memories. Okay, but that's part of the fun of sports, though, is being a fan and having those memories and saying, remember when. Now, like you, if you weren't born for some of those mm. memories, you might be like, can you quit talking about stuff I didn't see and I don't understand? <laughs> I, get, I, I get that. You know, it's like uh, it's like people are like, why, why should I watch Citizen Kane? I wasn't born, you know? Came right, out in 1941 exactly. or whatever it was. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, but I do think this is a good move by the Oilers. It's an opportunity to, to pay tribute to the guys who were either maybe the best players on some teams that at times weren't very good or some unsung heroes who were glue guys, instrumental guys on, uh, on teams that were good, like Lee Fogelin. So I think these two guys were, were good to fit the bill today. And again, mm-hmm. it could be, it, it can be off ice people as well. Coaches, managers, uh, trainers who know I mean will Joey one day formally go in I know he's you know had there are tributes for him with the team already but just just some things to keep in mind yeah, okay absolutely uh, 7804960 I've got some text if you want to read oh sure I, I would think quickly? I would think Doug Waite is now the best player not in the Oilers Hall of Fame oh I, I would that's I would a discussion think. for another night yeah definitely I think he'd be up there in that in the, in the discussion too uh what about a guy like Alashensky as well with the with the offensive output that he put out sure. while he was here right so yeah. and George LaRock as this text uh came in as well it says uh, George LaRock would deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame too like you know not necessarily put up the numbers but you know community wise he's still to this day a giant in this community right so well that's and that's the interesting thing about having a team specific hall of fame because to be in the hockey hall of fame you have to literally be one of the best players ever to play if you have a team hall of fame then you can expand the parameters Right, like with Fo- like Fogland didn't have the stats. He never would have been considered the best player, or the best defenseman on the team. But the organization can recognize his importance, right? And maybe you know, maybe George is going to be another example someday. Just so wildly popular in his role and did the work in the community, he's still somebody that the Oilers, as an organization, would say he did a lot of good things as an Oiler and for Edmonton, even though he wasn't like a dominant player in the league. That's that's an interesting one to put forward as well. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to the anonymous texter who uh, corrected me. Hork did score that goal. Yes, Sean Horkoff did score that goal in the game that I was referring to, in which uh, Ryan Smith got his teeth knocked out and then came back in. So there we go. Uh, and quickly here, uh, we had one from Nathan who said that, uh, yeah, he remembers the Oilers of the 80s, and he said his grandmother lived downstairs from Paul Coffey in Paul's early days here in Edmonton. So shout out to Nathan. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, like a different, and, and that's the interesting thing about talking about sports too. You know, at a different time, not all the games were on TV. Um, there, there, there was no uh, social media things like that. I mean, sometimes the Oilers played on Saturday night and it wouldn't even be on hockey night in Canada until John Shannon and company got brought in the, the double header. I think he it was at 88, 89, 89, 90. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it is, it is fun to hear the stories about how the, uh, uh, how some of the guys were uh, in the community. Uh, I mean, Horkoff is fifth in games played as an Oiler. Uh, now, Doug Waite, so here are the Oilers' top 10 in all-time points as an Oiler. Gretzky, okay. Curry, Messier, Anderson, McDavid, Coffey, Dreisaitl, Smith, Waite, Nugent, Hopkins. So either guys who are already in the Hall of Fame or who are current players, Dreisaitl, uh, McDavid, and Nugent, Hopkins, the only exception to the two things I just said is Doug Waite. So to me, Doug Waite's now the most obvious one to, uh, to go in next season. Anyway. It's it's a fun it's a fun discussion and I think it's oh, a, it is. I, I really do think it's a good thing that the uh, Oilers are doing it and if there are some guys off the eighty teams along the way that, that go in well well why not they probably contributed to some pretty big wins okay uh, the Devils are, are doing well what's going on there Ken Danico who's uh, originally from Edmonton of course he's going to check in next on Inside Sports.